I speak to you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, the holy and undivided Trinity. Amen. Who or what, who or what can save a community riven by conflict? How can a community that must live together but cannot agree on the how of it, where some flout the rules and factions are formed, the powerful feast while others hunger, where the rich barely notice the hungry, much less share their bread with them, how can that community survive, thrive? A community in trouble, in conflict, whether a marriage or a family, a church or a nation, well, that community turns inward, roiling in chaos, slashing and cutting, eager to hurt one another, blame another. Once the conflict begins, it's uncovered, it boils over, well, how can it be healed? How can it be healed? Not just tamped down or covered up, just simmering below the surface until it erupts again. In his many letters to the church in Corinth, of which we have only two, St. Paul tries a number of ways to deal with a community in conflict. He admonishes them. He teaches them. He provides a hymn, an ode to love. Frankly, he sometimes uses anger and threats. But Paul loves this church, this church that just will not behave and is divided by factions about whom he receives endless bad reports. Paul has tried everything. He's been kind and harsh. And now at the very end of this letter, Paul seems to, well, kind of collapse. He falls back onto the simplest of advice, falling back on the grace of God and the very basics of faith. Finally, brothers and sisters, he writes, rejoice. I know our translation says farewell, but trust me, it can be translated rejoice. And then he asks them, please agree live in peace. Remember that you're part of something larger than yourself, the communion of saints. And then he offers them a blessing. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Could it possibly be? Could it possibly be that simple? Just agree live in peace and somehow the God of love and peace will be with them. That's a description of the what, but doesn't seem to provide a how. But when Paul invites the Corinthians to agree with one another, he doesn't mean compromise. He doesn't mean forced uniformity, rather, Paul is entreating them not so much to agree with one another as to agree with the mind of Christ. 
to conform themselves to the humility of Christ, the one who willingly humbled himself, taking on the form of a servant, our human form, and then willingly humbled himself further, becoming obedient to the point of death, death on a cross. If the Corinthians can agree with that mind, humble, self-emptying, obedient to God, then they will put their friends, their siblings in Christ ahead of themselves, seeking the good of the other before the good of themselves. That is the way they will know joy. Rejoice, he says. That is the way they will know peace. Beloved, in our own nation, beset, torn by conflict, so divided into red and blue that even a pandemic becomes political, a nation whose soul yearns toward hope and equality, but whose soil is poisoned by slavery and white supremacy, Jim Crow and redlining and police brutality. In this nation, in this time, can we agree, perhaps not in this moment with one another, but with the mind of Christ? What might that look like now? Might humility, agreeing with the mind of Christ, might that look like wearing a mask in public? That hot, smelly mask that makes you look like a goofball, frankly, makes you feel self-conscious when you see so many trotting around without one. Could we take on that small humility so that those who for too long, too many of us have taken for granted, but we now call essential cashiers and servers, front desk secretaries, bus drivers and nurses, could we take on the small humility of wearing a mask in order to offer the peace and love of God to one another? Might humility look like those of us with means admitting that no matter how much money we have, we cannot control a pandemic, that we are as vulnerable as the most vulnerable members of our community. Might humility look like white people standing with those who have been oppressed, harmed by the very institutions that have protected and nourished people like me? Can white people, can I, stand in solidarity with black and brown siblings, risking power and privilege, being open to receiving the same treatment even abuse. Might humility look like all Christians forever and always standing with anyone who suffers or hungers or is oppressed and to never ever make peace with oppression in power. Can we agree 
Can we agree, beloved, not with one another, but with the mind of Christ, the one who humbly gave all for us? That seems like a tall order. Frankly, I'm not sure if we can do it. We don't even know if the church in Corinth was ever able to pull it off. But here's what I do know. Here's what I do know on this Trinity Sunday. I know that we only know God when we live in community. Not a roiling one turning inwards in fear and conflict, but a community of love like the Trinity, where love between the three spills out into the world, bringing order out of chaos, pulling all of us into a life of love. And here's what I've seen. Here's what I've glimpsed of God lately. And they're just glimpses, but maybe that's enough. I've seen the joy of people making masks for those who don't have them. And then I've seen the joy of elderly people's faces when the people they love are able to visit them, even though their beloved's faces are half covered by masks festooned with flowers or cats. And recently, just recently, I've seen some joy bubbling up at some of the protests as more and more people come out seeking solidarity, learning humility, and even some of those in charge, police, elected officials, realize that power, brute force is not the way. In Louisville, the plaza that last week looked like a war zone filled with national guards, hazy with tear gas and smoke. Well, yesterday it was still packed and there were people still there working for justice, but there were police walking through the crowd in plain blue, no riot gear, no helmets, not even bulletproof vests, just talking to the folks gathered there. It's a start. There was music and there was some joy in that community where the powerful are trying out humility and love. Let us agree, beloved. Let us agree, not always with one another, but certainly with the mind of Christ. We cannot do this on our own, becoming humble by our own will but only through the one who promised always to be with us to the end of the age, who has shown the way. And may we be enfolded in the grace of Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Amen.